Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Las Vegas, the longest-running local racing show in the country. Now, out of the gate and off and running, here's your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the racebooks and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Well, okay. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday. Beginning another racing week. And, oh, yeah, this is the beginning of the some, some summertime racing week. Yep. This is the 14th day of July, 2021. That is, of course, 7142021. That's your date. And we welcome you to the show, coming to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM. And covering the world, as you know we do, on our internet sites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas, .world, .global. Your devices with your iPhones and your Anfo, uh, Androids with the uh, phone apps that you can get at your phone app store, the KSHP phone apps. And, of course, anywhere you have your podcasting, where there, just type us in podcasting as well so we welcome you however wherever whenever it is uh, 84 degrees right now here in las vegas so it's a little cooler in the morning than usual and we're only going to get up to 108 degrees today now after you've been living through 116 117 degrees for a week week and a half two weeks 108 feels like you should put a coat on really it, it there's a massive difference but we still are under a heat warning, so make sure you stay hydrated. You know, important to stay hydrated because by the time you realize that you're dehydrated, it's too late. So keep that water around. Stay hydrated. Watch the kids, the dogs, the pets, and, of course, all the elderly and folks who you know have a hard time with the heat. Just keep checking on them. It's okay. 108 degrees is going to be today. Another 108 tomorrow, another 108 on Friday, another 108 on Saturday. So that's where we're clicking on to, right around 108 for the rest of the week. We got about a 10% chance of more monsoon action today. Last night, the last two nights, weather was uh, had been good throughout the day, you know, hot. But uh, in the last two nights when the sun g- uh, went down, uh, the conditions were right for the monsoon type stuff. And I'm telling you, where I lived last night, it was a half an hour of absolute uh, just buckets of rain coming down fast and hard. So uh, we're taking care of, uh, you know, giving the sprinklers a day off. But it's beautiful right now. The sun is shining, the sky is blue. But you can tell in the area that uh, we have the uh, cloudy kind of monsoon conditions out here. And that's the way it is at this time of the year here in Las Vegas. It's going to be beautiful on the coast, though, isn't it? Yeah. Up and down the East Coast, okay. Up and down the West Coast, beautiful. And, of course, you know, peeps are uh, now getting settled into the uh, the summertime racing. Up at the spa at Saratoga, they kick it in tomorrow. Down in Southern California, Del Mar at the beach in Southern California, they'll kick it in on Friday, and then we'll have that spa to spa, some, some, summertime racing, really. Oh, what a, this is the time of year the horse players really love to play the races. Full fields, uh, fantastic racing, uh, you know, uh, big stakes races that uh, will have ramifications for uh, the Breeders' Cup. We have all of the new uh, high-priced and precocious two-year-olds, the stars of the future. All that can, you know, uh, kind of comes together. 
and uh, with a good summertime weather. Southern California, of course, the beach and all that. Up at Saratoga, it's beautiful. And, you know, like here, at, uh, at times of the year in Saratoga, you'll have that monsoon come through and just wash out everything. And about 10 minutes later, the sun is shining again. But uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with uh, those two meets, that's for sure, as we look ahead this week to uh, Saratoga and uh, Del Mar. I got uh, John Lindo and uh, Jerry J, of course, will be along. I asked Jonathan Hardoon to stop by uh, today just to talk a little bit about how you approach Saratoga and Del Mar. They're two unique type of meets uh, as far as basic handicapping is concerned. And uh, we're going to try to get Dave Valento because there's some stakes races going on today, believe it or not, uh, at the Canterbury Downs. Or Canterbury Park, I should say. I keep calling it Canterbury Downs. Canterbury Park. Four stakes races today. The Francis Genter, the Minnesota Turf Distaff, the Ralph Stranges Memorial, and the Victor S. Meyer Stakes. So, uh, you know... A little bit of what's going on today in racing because, you know, while we're waiting for Del Mar and Saratoga, not much on the menu today. So we'll see if we can get a winner or two out of uh, Mr. Valento if he can squeeze in some time for us. All right. Uh, gosh, I got to, you know, we're, we're talking about this coronavirus now. How we had it under control and all that. Now the entire city of Las Vegas is open again. Big concerts, full stadiums, full showrooms. You know, everything is cranking along. And we got this new variant, I guess the Delta variant, uh, they they call it. And uh, it has produced higher um, positive rates overnight for the last uh, two weeks here in Las Vegas. And the trend in many parts of the country as well. Now, they say that most of these positives and most of the people that are catching this stuff now that are getting sick from it are not vaccinated. So, I mean, it takes common sense to tell you if you haven't been vaccinated, do it. But um, over the weekend, which included a four-day weekend uh, because of uh, 4th of July, we had a, a big, uh, we had an average of 419 positives over Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yesterday, we had 855 positives in the state of Nevada. Our infection rate went up to 10% in the state and 11.3% infection rate in Clark County, where they registered 762 of the 855 yesterday. Clark County, where the Strip is at, you know, the tourism and all that. Trying to get this, everything back in the city, rocking and rolling again. So we expected to... Um, to to get a spike but now let's not get it carried away so if you're out there be careful and just get vaccinated if you haven't all right that's all i gotta say um intriguing uh situation going on with these whip rules uh now there was a race on sunday the first race on sunday at, at monmouth park where carlos montavo the jockey used his whip now, uh, witnesses say he used it three times. Uh, the videotape shows he might have used it five times. And as a result of that, he won the race, while the second-place finisher did not. And then he went back and said he needed it for safety reasons because the horse was starting to bear out and all that stuff. So now we get to the point where interpretation is going to be one of these keys. Because the stewards up in the stands not riding these horses are going to have to determine whether... Guy's uh, doing a little bit of fibbing going on here, or he actually needed it for safety reasons. So that's raising its ugly head at, at Monmouth. We'll wait and see how they adjudicate that, because that's going to be setting the table for the rest of the meet at Monmouth. Wait and see about that. And, of course, uh, this week at Monmouth Park, the big race is the Haskell Stakes coming up. Right now it looks like this. Hot Rod Charlie, Midnight Bourbon, Mandaloon, Pickin' Time, Basos, I like Basos, uh, Anti-Gravity, this is a horse that was uh, the latest addition to the Probables uh, for trainer Jerry Hollendorfer, Anti-Gravity, and then following C for Todd Pletcher. So you have O'Neill with Hot Rod Charlie, Asmussen with Midnight Bourbon, Brad Cox has Mandaloon, Kelly Breen 
who has, uh, you know, is uh, big in that part of the country, has pick and time. Uh, Mr. Sacco has Basos, and then you got Hollendorfer and Pletcher. So that looks like the field are going to be lining up for the Haskell. And that comes up this weekend. And, uh, of course, Saratoga kicks in tomorrow. And tomorrow uh, at Saratoga, you'll get the Grade 3 Quick Call and the opening day uh, feature, the Grade 3 Schuylerville. And then we roll into the weekend with uh, the Forbidden Apple on uh, Friday. And Saturday, Del Mar, uh, you know, uh, Del Mar will kick in Friday with the uh, traditional opening day feature, the Oceanside Stakes. It got a full field, an overflow field. I think there's 15 in that thing. Talk to John Lendo in just a few moments. Uh, great card that they put together for opening day at Del Mar. And then over the weekend, you got the Oceanitas, the San Diego Handicap, which is part of the Pacific Classic Series. Of course, Monmouth Park will come in with all those stakes races. One, two, three, four, five, six stakes races highlighted by the Haskell, the $1 million Haskell. You got the United Nations and the Matchmaker all happening on Saturday in Monmouth. Saratoga will kick in with the Grade 1 Diana and the Grade 3 Sanford. So you, you can see that we have a lot of great stakes races, a lot of good stuff coming up this weekend, and we'll be covering it here on the Race Day Show. Now, want to get to a, um, a thought about the Hall of Fame jockey John Rotz. He died peacefully uh, the other day on July 12th, which was Monday, 86 years old. Uh, and this was released by the National Museum of Racing Hall of Fame. Rotz rode 2,907 races, won those races, 2,907 winning races out of his career, inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1983, was North America's leading stakes-winning rider in 69 and 70. He rode Hall of Famers Gallant Bloom and Tawee. Tawee was a great sprinter as well as a champion uh, Silent Scream. He went to work at Fairmont Park back in uh, 1952 from graduating high school. And he was known as Gentleman John. I remember John Ross. He was known as Gentleman John. And he rode in the Midwest before he went to New York and was the leading rider in New York in 1961 and 62. He won a rousing edition of the Preakness Stakes, won by a nose by Greek Money. This was the race where they had the head-on showing Manui Kaza on the second-place finisher with his elbow in the gut of John Ross, <laughs> trying to stop him from winning the race. Then had the nerve of calling an, an a objection against them, and when they saw the the replay photo, they thought, are you kidding me? An eventful, a great uh, edition of the uh, Preakness Stakes, won by Greek money. He also won the Belmont in 1970 with High Echelon. A polite, articulate, dependable guy. John Ross was a real gentleman, and he got along with the Phillies really well. I mean, he rode some of the top Phillies in the country <coughs> during his riding career. He won the Met to Mile with the carry back. And in reality, the Wood Memorial with Globemaster, no robbery. We can go on and on and on. But the deal is here, John Rotz was a, a great gentleman and a, and a great jockey. And so we will miss him passing away at the age of 86. All righty, we're going uh, to do our break. We'll come back. We'll do your menu real quick, and then we'll get to the guys. Because I, uh, you know, I got Jonathan Ardoon. I got uh, uh, maybe uh, the Phantom coming on with some horses for us today at uh, Canterbury. And, of course, uh, John Lendo and uh, Jerry Jack. So we're looking ahead to some great racing. Going to start tomorrow at Saratoga and roll right through Del Mar on the weekend. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And we finally got a little break in the weather, 10 degrees less than we've been uh, used to. And, boy, that makes a big difference here in Las Vegas. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all righty back on race day and uh before we get to our menu jonathan hardoon standing by I want to remind everybody that uh, this is the time of year at Saratoga and Del Mar where they have all of these big price juveniles that went through all of these, uh, you know, sales rings that start making their uh, debut. And they're going to start right off the California Juvenile Division this weekend at Del Mar. So it's going to be really fun to watch. And you know that uh, over there in New York at Saratoga, some of the big priced uh, horses over there. So this is an exciting time of the year. You get to see potential superstars. And, of course, the superstars of now in the stakes races and all the full fields that we can gather to make some money at the races. It's going to be good stuff, all right? Hey, here's the menu of racetracks available today in the racebook, simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you as we always do the first post-time to broadcast on this menu every day, each and every day, reflect that, the start times in the Pacific time zone because uh, that's where we're at here in Las Vegas, where we emanate and originate all these shows from these studios over the airway, Sports Talk, 1400 AM. So th- these will be the first post times that we'll look at books today, and so therefore, uh, they will be the post times that we broadcast on the menu. They are in the Pacific time zone. If you're listening anywhere else, any, however, wherever you listen to us, websites, phone apps, podcasting, etc. The first post times we broadcast are Pacific. If you're not in the Pacific time zone, adjust to the Pacific time zone. I don't want you to miss anything. You know what I'm going to say next, right? Like I miss mom and dad, okay? First post times are Pacific. So if you're ready, we'll start our menu for today. Are you ready? All right, here we go. We begin with Parks Racing. Parks Racing has a pick five jackpot carryover today of... $148,887, so they say, at Equibase. Pick five jackpot, 148887 okay. That's what they say. That's what we'll go with. Parks Racing's first post time is 955 Then next comes uh, Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes has a first post time of 1010. Following that, Delaware Park. Delaware Park has a first post time of 1015. 1015 at Delaware Park. Following that comes Arizona Downs. Yeah, we have Arizona Downs. By the way, the pick six carryover at Finger Lakes is $1,049, in case you're interested there. Arizona Downs is on our menu, believe it or not. Yes, it is. First post time is 2.30 at Arizona Downs today. Following that, we have uh, Penn National. Their first post time is 3 p.m. at Penn National. And uh, Penn National has a carryover. Pick five, a regular pick five carryover at Penn National, nine thousand four hundred thirty-seven dollars. 
And then Canterbury Park will be next. Their first post time is 310. Their pick six carryover. It's a regular pick six carryover at Canterbury Park today. $5,950. And, of course, all those stakes races. We'll wait and see if we can get to Dave with us in a moment or two. And then we wrap it up, our seven-track menu today with uh, Evangeline Downs. Evangeline Downs' first post time is 3.50 today. And that is your menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Centers and racetracks around the country. All righty. I'm going to go to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? Are you? I, I know that you're already starting to work on Saratoga because uh, you're, you know, you're getting a head start on the Saratoga meeting. And uh, you and Jerry are, are the guys that usually do your formulas with your uh, the numbers uh, that uh, reflect a lot of different elements that go into making a solid number for a race. So uh, how do you massage it during a meet like Saratoga and Del Mar that are so different as far as horse for course and stuff like that and uh, barn intentions for short meets like that? Well, the, usually the big guns are prepared, the Chad Browns, the, the Todd Fletchers, you know, those guys always come prepared. And uh, obviously it's part of the handicapping, and, and they point for meets like this. Uh-huh. You know, Chad Brown grew up here, and this is his hometown. He was born and raised here, and so Saratoga is really important to him. Mm-hmm. And Fletcher has all these high-priced two-year-olds, and uh, – Asmussen has horses, and Tom Amos has horses, and Ken McPeake, everyone has horses. You know, it's a little bit of everything, something for everyone. They have the two-year-olds. They have the grass races. They even have steeplechase racing starting in two weeks. So there's a a little something for everyone. And you're right. It's important to see how horses have done here in the past, especially at Delmar. Delmar is even more important than Saratoga, I find, uh, horses that lo- like Delmar love it, and they always run well. They'll no matter what time of year they go back and run there, so that's important. And uh, you just really should start off taking it slow, have patience. You know, this is uh, not a sprint; this is a marathon meet. Uh, it lasts six to eight weeks, wherever you are, six or seven weeks, depending which track you're playing. Uh-huh. But in any case, you should take it slow, and uh, you know you got plenty of time. It only takes one race to to make a whole meet, uh, believe it or not. And uh, that's what I recommend people do. And um, at Del Mar, more than Saratoga, um, this track bias a lot of days there. There are a lot of days when the inside's not the place to be. And uh, if you keep records and you do your homework, you have an opportunity later in the meet to, to, you know, for horses that come back and run there to make a score if they were on the dead rail that day if the rail was playing good and they were hung out wide that's why it's important to do your homework and and again have patience and you will survive and hopefully make some money well now you're talking about the track bias how uh, it uh, fluctuates a little bit more at del mar and rapidly from it can go throughout the day and and, and actually yeah. change uh do you do you put any credence in the track being so close to the pacific ocean and the tides going in and out stuff I do. I don't know how to figure it out, but there's certainly something to it because there are days when the inside is just not good and there's no explanation. And usually when on Fridays, those four o'clock posts, when it gets later in the day, uh-huh. Fridays more than, than during the week, well, they're only going to run on weekends anyway. But, you know, Fridays with the late post, for some reason, the inside is usually not as good as it is on other days. All right. Well, okay. We've got to keep that in mind. Now, of course, us listening, me and all the listeners out there, uh, just depend on you guys to incorporate all that stuff when you're giving us your uh, products, <laughs> etc. so we don't have to do the work. Well, that's the whole idea. We're doing <laughs> all the work for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So although Another we... note, by the way, Ralph, you, you would like to have a work or a race over the track at Del Mar. For some reason, it's very important that you, you want to see a work over the track before they run. And that new dimension with the ship and wind stuff and all that, that's got to come into play, too. And, of course, John Lindo is keeping track of that for us. So, uh, you know, simply put, we'll just uh, depend on you guys to do all the work for us because uh, we don't care how the sausage is made. We just want to see how it tastes. <laughs> you don't want to hear about the nine months of the pregnancy. You just want to see the baby. Yeah, that's I right, my it. man. And we're not going to throw it out with the bathwater either. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. And, I, you know, I, I just want to tell everybody that Jonathan Hardoon, He'll be back. He'll be with us during the weeks because you're doing live seminars at Saratoga during the Saratoga meeting that are 
uh, that are at the same time our weekend shows are here in Las Vegas. So you'll be sending me selections for Saturday and Sunday, but you won't be with us uh, live. But what you will do is you will be live with us during the week uh, for Saratoga Racing during the week, and that'll start tomorrow. And, Jonathan, uh, your first pick tomorrow is going to be a parlay from a winner that you gave us. You closed out Belmont with a nice $9.40 winner in the uh, the sixth race at Belmont on Sunday in Montauk traffic. So we're going to keep the mojo going. That would be good. Uh, we've been doing okay on the radio the last month yeah. or so, so yeah. let's see if we can keep it going. Matter of fact, was it? did you have not? I think it was two in a row, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Two $9.40 horses in a row. Hey, That's correct. You know, <laughs> uh, I'll take nine forty every day of the week. That's for sure. Hey, I want to I want to thank you because I know this is a kind of like an off day and all that stuff. Get the honeydew list done and start working on Saratoga. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Great, thanks, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. And tomorrow we will have Saratoga selection for you. You got it, thank my you, man. Ralphie. Thanks a lot. All right, now I think this might be Dave Valento, but I'm not sure. Is this Dave? It sure is. Track Phantom. Track Phantom. Good morning. Hey, Dave. Uh, you know, even though we're waiting for the opening of uh, uh, Saratoga and Del Mar anxiously, uh, there's uh, some pretty good racing going on at Canterbury uh, Park today, aren't there? Yeah, hopefully the um, the weather cooperates. It looks it looks like they're going to get storms there, so that that could throw a wrench into things because there's some really nice turf races today. Um, I'd like to see those races on the turf um, and and without scratches. But overall, it's a good card. And, you know, one thing to keep in mind, they've got racing today, tomorrow, and Sunday. And then they have about a 10-day break. They have this thing called uh, Twin Cities Jam. I think it's a concert. They have Carrie Underwood and some others that are playing there over three days. So they got a break. And the uh, the reason it's going to be good racing in the next few days is because all these trainers are trying to get their horses to run before this break. So there's a lot of full fields. A lot of good racing. Today's a really good good card. Well, I know that uh, they have several stakes races today, and it starts early. Second race is the Francis-Genter stakes. And so maybe you could take a look at uh, some of the races and give us, uh, you know, uh, a play or two for today. Yeah, uh, the second race, Francis-Genter, small field. I don't think there's going to be a lot of mystery here. The inside horse star of the north, she's won five in a row. She has all the speed. I mean, when you look at this race, you got two routers cutting back. She's going to go right to the lead. She was unchallenged last time out in a similar spot. Uh, she's six to five. She's going to be two to five at post time, and I think she wins relatively easy there. And I, I you know, there's probably not much to do from a betting standpoint, but uh-huh. that horse should win with for fun. Well, now the next stakes race in sequence as they roll out today is the Victor S. Myers Stakes, and in this race, it looks like they're going to be a throwdown between two horses that'll get most of the money, and that is Bayou Benny and the the Alligator Hunter. Really, really good uh, competition between these two. So you've got uh, Bayou Benny, who debuted, had one race, won by 12 lengths at, at I think it was 6-1 to one morning line, got bet down to 9-5. to five. The word was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like it could be a key race. 109-3, and three, he went there. Really good breeding. And you're facing a horse in the Alligator Hunter who's won twice in a row over some of the better runners on the track. Ran in good stakes races at Tampa before coming to Canterbury. So it is a two-horse race. It's tough to to pick between these two, but I actually went with the alligator hunter. Slight lean there. I don't I don't project anybody else uh, to upset here. You do have a Delaware Park uh, Pimlico Shipper in the six mm-hmm. Golden Gully maybe as at a price, but I, I do think uh, it's going to be the two two top iffy horses here. Now the sixth race is the Ralph Strangis, I think is how you pronounce it, and uh, this race is a little bit more wide open. Got a few more horses in it. Nine. Go and the morning line favorite is five to two, so there's plenty uh, should be plenty of competition here. This might be we. There was some talk uh, on Twitter and some other places. This might be the the best Minnesota bred race ever run. Wow. If they If they hold it together, when you when you look at the the money one here, you've got the two highest uh, Minnesota bred earners of all time, Mister mm-hmm. Jagermeister and uh, Hotshot Kidder in the race. But there are going to be afterthoughts here, and you know some of the up and comers. Like uh, Dom Plata, Cinco Star, um, Durop of Golden Sun. I mean, it's really a good race. So I, I dug into this one pretty, pretty deeply, and uh, I ended up with with Dom Plata here. I just think uh, uh, he's going to get a good good trip. He's one for one on the turf. Uh, he's a, certainly a class horse. You know, he, he he won two two races ago with a huge move up the inside. Last time out, 
He was in a little bit tougher spot because he was chasing a lonely leader in the one-horse drop of Golden Sun. This is going to be honestly run race. I really like Don Plata here, but this is a one of the best races. If it holds together, it's going to be one of the best races they run all year. All right, and Don uh, Dan Plata is uh, the five-horse in this race. Uh, morning line is five to one. Uh, but I got to tell you, uh, this this Cherry kid, uh, Alex Cherry, he really wins a lot of races out there, don't he? Yeah, he rides for uh, Mac Robertson, who's the leading trainer out there. He's one of his go-to guys here, and he does win a lot of races. But, you know, it's funny. Their jockey colony out there, I mean, it goes eight, ten deep of of interchangeable riders that Mm -hmm. uh, do really well. I think Lindy Wade is leading right now. You've got Eichelberry, who's who's fantastic. Quinona is the, I think it's a nephew or, or brother of uh, Luis Quinona, who yeah, was the yeah. leading rider there for years. Uh, he's He's been at the top of the leaderboard for a while. Really a good jockey colony, and you can't go wrong with any of those guys. And uh, talking about Cherry riding for Robertson. Robertson has two horses in the race. He has the 5-2 to two morning line favorite, but uh, Cherry opts for the one that you talked about, uh, Hot Shot Kid, at 6-1 to one on the morning line. So keep that in mind. The seventh race is the Minnesota Turf Distaff. And uh, it has a full field of 11 in this contest and uh, looks to me to be wide open. Definitely wide open race. Uh, th- this is a little tougher spot. I ended up going with the 10 rush hour traffic at 12 to 1. Uh, Dana's lucky lady, the dam of this one was also the dam of the one we just talked about, Don Plata. Um, this is a replay selection. So if you watch the last race for rush hour traffic, Went up to the lead in 45 and four, was pressing the pace, but it got it got pushed out about seven wide in the first turn, lost a ton of ground in there. Now there's no guarantee it won't happen here to her again here, mm-hmm. but I give her an excuse in that spot. She was under four to one in there, and she she dug in gamely. Uh, the winner got a better trip here, and I think 12 to one is a pretty fair price. But this is another race I think if it holds together, you know you've got a lot of different directions you can go here. Well, I like uh, I like the price on that horse again. Twelve to one on number seven. Is that the seven horse? Uh, the number ten. I'm rush sorry. Hour traffic. Uh, the ten ten horse. The ten horse rush hour traffic. Number ten in the uh, seventh race. Take a look at him. And out of the twelve race card, you got one more stakes race, and of course uh, that stakes race comes in the tenth. It is the North Star, North Star State Derby, where there are six in the field, and it looks like uh, Jess Rocketman will be the uh, favorite in this one. Yeah, I went. Uh, this is a quarter horse race. That I went with the number two, a little bit of a price at four to one here. Um, this tr- this trainer of the two, he won this training title at Canterbury for quarter horses uh, twelve times from two thousand all the way to two thousand fourteen. Jason Olmstead's won it uh-huh. pretty much every year since. Um, I, I just think this horse, the four to one's a fair price in another evenly matched race, and it had a trouble trip last time. So I'm gonna gonna have a slight lean on that that one in that race. So two of the key races today, the fifth race uh, featuring the throwdown between Bayou Benny and uh, the Alligator Hunter, and of course, as you say, the sixth race, uh, the Strangis, where you have uh, nine Minnesota breads and a, and, a, and a very competitive quality field of Minnesota breads lighting up for that, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we'll be uh, taking a look at these races uh, this afternoon with their uh, 310 post time, 310 today at Canterbury here in Las Vegas. So... Uh, your selections for us, uh, sixth race, number five, and seventh race, number ten? Sixth race, uh, yeah, Don Plata, mm-hmm. uh, and, and seventh race, number ten. At tw- those those are two good good prices, and I think worth uh, worth a little bit of an investment here. The ten and the seventh race is rush hour tra- traffic at 12 to 1. So really good racing. Starts, like like you said, 3 o'clock uh, Pacific time. You can get the sheet at the trackphantom.com full card analysis for tonight. And I know you guys are already, uh, you already started work on Saratoga and Del Mar, so we'll be having you uh, here for the weekend for that, that's for sure. Hey, thanks a lot, Dave, for jumping on today. Uh, give us a little action today while we wait for Saratoga and Del Mar to start. All right, you got it. Good luck, everybody. All right, thanks. And a belated happy birthday, too, you know. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with uh, John and Jerry. Don't go away. 
SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. SDN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. SDN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. All right, back on race day for this Wednesday as we get ready for the uh, openings of Saratoga and Del Mar this weekend. Want to wrap up the Twin Q, uh, the Twin Q that happened Sunday at Station Casinos. It featured uh, $5,000 in the pot, ninth race at Belmont, 11th race at Woodbine. The winning numbers were 4, 6, and 3, 4. The winning numbers, 4, 6, 3, 4. And there were two winning tickets that chopped up to five grand, so they got $2,500 apiece. <laughs> Way to go there. And uh, the next Twin Q at Station Casinos will be Friday. And uh, I got a feeling it might be very well at Del Mar, but uh, that's so far your Twin Q report. When we come back, John and Jerry on deck. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back on Race Day for this Wednesday. Now, you know, uh, Del Mar kicks off on Friday, uh, but I do believe that uh, John Lindo will have a Lindo report for Saratoga tomorrow, will you, John? Good morning, Ralph. Yes, I will. I'm looking forward to opening day at Saratoga tomorrow. And, uh, again, the field sizes of both Saratoga and Del Mar, really, really strong to start the meet. Tell me, uh, Del Mar, how many? Ten races, 114 <laughs> horses entered. So that's 11.4 per race. And, uh, yeah, and we see a couple of new faces. Uh, Todd Fincher is in from New Mexico. He's got a horse in. And mm -hmm. Jeff Engler has a couple of horses in. He's down uh, uh, from the Midwest as well. So, those are the first two guys that uh, may be unfamiliar faces with the horses in the lineup opening day at Del Mar. And the new ship and win framework allows uh, trainers like that to come in and, uh, you know, take a shot. And, and even if they don't win the race and they get claimed by a trainer in Southern California, they still have a chance of making money off of that horse afterwards. So it's, it's going to be fun. And I know that you and I, we went over the uh, entire new um, new parameters of the ship and win because it's different this year than it was in the past years but you will also have uh, you'll also denote uh, ship and win horses on your lindo report each day that's available at the south point free of charge and so with 114 horses going uh, entered uh, for friday how many of the ship and wins are already in well again 10 races the, the uh, one stakes the ocean side you're not allowed to, there's no ship and win bonus for stakes races. So of the other nine races, mm -hmm. there are 13 horses Ooh. in it that are all eligible for the ship and win program. So guys have gone out, they brought in horses from out of state, and that's the whole idea. So it gives you an idea when you already have 13 horses on the first card coming in uh, to Southern California and helping build that horse population. Well, it proves that the, the uh, new parameters are working because they're getting the horse flesh in. It also proves that the horsemen that are coming in 
uh, got their horses ready and want to win early because they want that extra bonus money, which uh, makes it uh, great for us uh, gamblers betting on the races. The uh, typical opening day uh, Oceanside. How many? They, did I see they had 15 in that race? Their original reports there were 15, but there are 14 entered in the race. Uh-huh. No also eligibles. They will let 14 run in the one-mile Oceanside. Uh, the rail's at zero, so it's a very wide turf course at Del Mar. All 14 are, are, can run if they want to, so we'll find out. But you're going to need some racing luck going a oh. flat mile with 14 horses. It's kind of like the Breeders' Cup turf mile uh, with the full field there. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. At the end of the race, uh, you know, everybody's going to say the horse that got the trip won it, and there'll be plenty of, uh, you know, trip notes on the race thereafter. Oh, yeah, yeah. There will be some bad beat stories opening day, no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> uh, John, I know that, uh, you know, everybody's really excited because last year it was, uh, it was Del Mar, but it was like, a, you know, it was like a twilight zone Del Mar with nobody around, really. Uh, this year, though, people are pent up. They're down there. I've seen people, uh, twi- uh, you know, on their Twitter accounts uh, showing uh, driving down the highway, getting ready to go, and they're getting all set up and everything. So there's high anticipation for opening day on Friday, isn't there? Yeah, and it's sold out. So if you don't have a, a seat ticket, don't come to Del Mar on Friday. I've, I've never heard them say that before, but uh, it is sold out. You must have a seat, and you need those seat tickets to go ahead and get into the parking, into the admission, into the racetrack. So, if you, you know, most of the time you can just walk up to a racetrack and go in, but not, this, not Friday, and uh, there's limited seats available for Saturday and Sunday. But uh, we're looking at a crowd, probably a, a full capacity is going to be around 16,000. Wow. Uh, for for on a daily basis, and that'll change as the uh, you know if the rules are relaxed a little bit and more people can come in. Yeah. But they're selling it just like they are at uh, baseball stadiums, as, as many seats as there are. That's what you can sell, and there are about sixteen thousand seats at Del Mar. Yeah, because we know opening day at Del Mar traditionally, uh, you know, one of the biggest crowds of the season. That and uh, Pacific Classic weekend, and of course uh, that would hold a lot more than sixteen thousand. Yeah, you, you know, you've seen crowds in the 40s uh, on opening day before, and it's usually a zoo. I, I think once you get in there, it's actually going to be pretty comfortable, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm thinking that, uh, you know, 40,000 at Del Mar, even with the new way the grandstand, and et cetera, is set up, it's like Sardine City. But with 16 there, it's going to be real comfortable and nice for the people who are attending the races and pay the premium not only to get in the track but all the other goodies that they have there. So I think it's going to be beneficial to them. I really do. Oh, absolutely. And uh, they're going to see some fun racing, good-sized fields. Again, you know, with that many horses, we haven't seen. I, I don't remember last time we had over 100 horses entered on a card in Southern California, so it's been a while. Yeah, and uh, first post time each and every day will be 2 o'clock. Of course, I would imagine the Pegasus World Cup, uh, Pegasus Classic Day. What am I saying? The Pacific Classic Pacific Day. Pacific Classic, right, right. Pacific Classic Day will be an early post time. Well, we go 2 o'clock on this Friday, mm-hmm. but uh, starting next week, we'll go back to those 4 o'clock Fridays. So it'll be a 4 o'clock post after this Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, 2 o'clock on, on, the, on the, the other days. And, and the first two weeks, as scheduled, are three-day weeks, Friday through Sunday. Uh-huh. Starting with the third week, we will add Thursday racing, which will also be a two o'clock first post. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to Del Mar is just always a lot of fun. And no matter where you're at, you're sitting in a book or sitting in your uh, your, your den or whatever, watching the signal, and that always that static shot that they have of the ocean and the waves on the ocean and the beach uh, tends to put you in a good mood, no matter where you're at. It's the best selling point they have. You know, an hour before first post time, you get into your race and sports yep. book. You look up at the Del Mar signal, and there it is. It's crystal clear. You've got the the ocean with the waves uh, lapping up there. That's a place called Dog Beach, where where dogs are allowed to run without leashes yeah. out there, right on the edge of Del Mar. And and you see all the dogs running around and the people having a good time. It it really does sell itself, especially if you're going someplace where it's either really warm or really cold. <laughs> yeah, like 118 degrees. <laughs> Uh, we see. I tell you what, we see a lot of Arizona and Nevada license plates yeah. in that Del Mar parking. Well, it's 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 a tradition here in Nevada. The Nevada horse players and all the people in and around uh, the race books here in Las Vegas always take a trip down there at Del Mar. I mean, it looks like uh, a lot of times it looks like the race book is 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 at uh, Del Mar. So uh, it's there is a connection there. That's for sure. And I'm sure people will be try to get anxiously to get back over there. Uh, to Del Mar, that's for sure. But uh, always, always a really neat and nice uh, scene. That's that's uh, for certain. And uh, for uh, those of us who don't make it down there, 
hey, we can play it on, uh, you know, through our phone apps and, and at the race books as well. Your Linda, hey, Ralph, you know what? Uh, we're going to get a familiar voice back, too. It's, you know, it's been a oh, long my time. Goodness. We, we, have, we haven't heard Trevor Demon, but he will be back for this meet. He skipped last year with the pandemic. He yeah. stayed home in his Minnesota farm. Uh-huh. But he will be back for opening day at Del Mar on Friday. I read a release that uh, Del Mar put out the other day uh, interviewing, uh, you know, Trevor. And, uh, boy, he uh, you talk about a guy being totally isolated and in a bubble, even up at his uh, farm. Uh, he was talking about all the things that they did. It was amazing how he he almost was incognito, didn't have any human uh, interactions with anybody except his wife for a long time. Yeah, he's a long ways away from uh, whether it be a, a grocery store or just the supplies. You know, he's got to make a little trek out, and mm-hmm. I think he said even his driveway is one mile long. So, yeah, yeah. you know, he's got to he's got to hike out just to get the the, the mail <laughs> every day. But uh, uh, he'll be glad to be amongst the people, and it'll be great to hear his voice. Yeah. That's another sign that we're kind of getting back to whatever the new normal is going to be. Yeah, whatever the new normal is going to be, we're going to have uh, you know we're going to have positives uh, in this uh, COVID every day, and we have to just to have to manage and get used to it and all that. And and all I can say is the common denominator to help out would be to get vaccinated. That's for sure. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And of course, your Lindo report for Delmar will be right there at the South Point every day, free of charge, and you'll be denoting the ship and wind horses for all the folks out there as well. That's uh, good stuff. Uh, and, of course, John, you'll be back with us tomorrow for Saratoga, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. We will have a play for Saratoga for tomorrow, and uh, let's hope the weather is clear, fast, and firm out there as well. Got one question to ask you, and then we're going to go to Jerry Jackowitz. You you read about, or or at least uh, you might even seen that, the uh, first race on Sunday at Monmouth Park where the jockey uh, who won the race used a whip uh, between three and five times. And actually, the horse responded when he did that, and he won the race. The jockey ran second, did not. And now he's telling, uh, you know, he's saying to everybody that he he used it for safety purposes because the horse was lugging out. Now you get into the interpretation where the stewards have to make a decision, etc. It's just opening up a Pandora's box. Oh, it was just a matter of time before this was going to come to a head. So here's the first one. I guess they're, they're meeting on Friday. There'll be a ruling on this, and it will set a precedent as to whether, uh, you know, uh, a jockey, if he feels he's in danger, can use his riding crop, or if he has to think twice about whether he's going to be penalized for doing it. Uh, you know, I understand the rider on the horse that finished second said, well, if I could have used my, my, my stick, I, we could have won. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is, this is the whole thing. If it's affecting the order of finish for the horse players who put their hard money down and for the owners who are paying all the bills, right. it's just not something I'm a fan of, and that's why I'm not playing the Mammoth meet. And that hearing, by the way, to determine the outcome of that will be the day before they run the Haskell Stakes at Monmouth Park. So I know the jocks that are going to be riding in all those stakes races come Saturday, and they got, uh, you know, the United Nations, the Matchmaker, the Monmouth Cup, the Molly Pitcher. You know, they got a tremendous day of racing at Monmouth on Saturday. They'll be waiting for that ruling uh, coming out on Friday, that's for sure. It'll be much anticipated. You know, the other thing about that, too, Ralph, I have not heard, but I know at the beginning of the Monmouth meet, the, the, the management there has said, well, if the jockeys aren't here to ride the first day, they're not going to be able to ride here all meet long. Yeah. So when you get these horses like Hot Rod Charlie coming in, and Mandaloon, does that mean that their jockeys are going out there to ride with to ride those horses, or do they have to use a local rider? I haven't heard anything on that because I haven't been paying attention to Mama. Right. So I'm really interested to see what the entries come out today. Who's riding these horses? Yeah, I think what it was is if you refused, in other words, if you uh, if you were booked on a horse and you refused to ride it on opening day, then you were benched. But if you didn't have a, a mount on opening day, they, you know, uh, and most of the jockeys that will be riding these big races wouldn't be at Monmouth Park on, on opening day to refuse them out. So we'll wait and see about that. Yeah. Well, again, uh, entries will be – they're drawing entries today uh, for Saturday for Monmouth mm-hmm. and for Saratoga and for Del Mar. Oh, man, what a great time of year it is, huh? Oh, it's, it's great. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> I know. All right, John, I'll let you get back to work. Uh, finish up that honeydew list because, you know, starting tomorrow through the weekend, we'll be busy with uh, Saratoga and uh, Del Mar, that's for sure. Yeah, better visit with the wife. She's not going to see me for eight weeks. <laughs> 
That's that's right. It might help the marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Absence makes the heart grow fonder, Ralph. That's right, and the credit cards go crazy, too. (laughs) Thanks a lot. There goes the takeout, yeah. (laughs) Thanks a lot, my man. All right, good luck. All right, you got it. Now we're going to wrap it up with Jerry Jackwitz. Jerry, I know you've been uh, working hard, uh, fine-tuning your numbers and all that for Saratoga and Delmar. Well, yeah, absolutely, and uh, lots of horses and uh, lots of things to think about. It's, uh, you know, this this is the place to be, the Saratoga, Delmar, or if there's some way you could be in both places at one time, that would be Well, we do. We are. Perfection. We are. We're, uh, we're we in both are, places right. at the same time, right here in, well, in Las true. Vegas, in the book. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, in my mind, I'm up at Saratoga, then I'm down at Delmar, up at Sar- all in the same day. I see. Okay. Well, Jumping just, around. Just don't go out of your mind, okay? Right. Try not to. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to tell everybody about my, my, my one of my favorite bad beat stories of my, my my racing career that happened up at Saratoga. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's interesting because it's all about you never know one of those thunderstorms are going to come in and, uh, and uh, you know, wash a race off or close the track down for sure. a few minutes sure. or half an hour or the rest of the day. You mean like we I had think... last night coming through here? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. So this must have been about 1988 or 1889, maybe 1990, I guess, but. Um, and it was a Leroy Jolly horse. He had uh, Rose's Cantina running in the, uh, I think it's the J.H., the J.A. Morris Handicap in the mm-hmm. eighth race okay. at Saratoga. And uh, it was a beautiful day. It was an absolutely beautiful day. And uh, I loved Rose's Cantina. I had an angle on her, and she was uh, uh, 10 to 1. And the, the betting was already up. I mean, you could, you know, the, the, we, my money was already bet. And in the ninth race, there was a first-time star named Banker's Lady, who uh, I think she won her first ten races, ultimately. She was a tremendous grade one horse from uh, Jimmy, uh, from, uh, from the chief, from uh, Alan Jerkins. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, about ten minutes before post, and I believe the horses were actually out on the track already, mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, in comes this, you know, really nasty storm, lightning and everything. The horses are off the track, and it, the deluge was so great, they canceled the racing. Oh, my. And, of course, I got my, my, my money back, uh, and, um, you know, I was like, you know, oh, this was a nice 10-to-1 shot. Yeah. And they then announced they were going to run the J.A. Morris the next day. Hmm. And so I said, okay, I'll bet her tomorrow. All right. But then the next day came, and they said, well, because it's an extra race we're adding in, we're not going to do it for paramutual. So they <laughs> – and I would imagine she won. Like a chip, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. She won so easy. Yeah. She blew by <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't, and find, you, couldn't, so, you couldn't find anybody on the apron outside that wanted to fade your action? Well, I happened to be down in New York oh, at okay. the time. But, right. uh, yeah, no, nobody wanted a piece of the play. It was, you know, it was like one of those <laughs> one-offs. It, it was the most strange, but still, you know, a lot of time, oh, I think I would have won. My horse was back. Yeah, yeah. But here I know for a fact that I should have won a 10 But the con- convergence of those particular items would happen once in the Haley's Comet. Right, exactly. You know, and so there... And you know yeah, the old like a, there's an a old saying double to banker's lady which would have been really good. But. You know there and, and there's an old saying there's a gazillion ways of losing a race and only one way of winning one. Yeah, there it is. And that's one of the ways. Well, we're wrapping it up today, Jerry. So tomorrow we start Saratoga. You'll be with us. Go ahead and tell everybody the last Have a great race day everybody. Weekday after